2: initial pilot challenge
0: on IMSA radio part of the radio show limited network
3: and let's immediately head to the pit lane where our intrepid pit lane reporter Shay Adam is out in the early morning sunshine a little before 10 minutes to 9 here good morning Shay welcome to 2024
1: Good morning John and welcome to the fastest man on track yesterday at least as far as GS running was concerned Jeff Westfall BMW's 12345 your BMW was the best of them did that surprise you for the first official practice session after all the running at the roar
2: uh, I mean, you have confidence in your program, your engineers, and your team. Um, the BMW has been strong, and it felt strong at the roar. Um, we're noticing the car is extremely good in warm weather, right? The opposite of what we had last year with the Porsche. Uh, the naturally aspirated cars are quick when it's cold. The turbo cars are better when it's warm. So the temperatures are up higher, which I think promoted the BMWs further forward. Um, but, yeah, we're getting along well with the 39. I'm, a, I'm happy with the handling, but, you know, we're still making small refinements.
1: You and Sean McAllister had a really good season last year. You were there thereabouts, but it was so close to breaking through. What would it mean to this entire program to break through with their first win at Daytona this year?
2: Uh, it would mean everything. I mean, last year, Sean and I and the team, uh, obviously we had fun, but it was a challenging year at times. And I think the camaraderie with the group and just the, the amount of effort they poured into last season, looking ahead towards this year, the breakthrough win would be what everyone needs.
1: You've won the GS championships before. You've also been a second in the championship. You know how important it is for consistency, but those wins, that's really what you're here for, isn't it?
2: The wins can suck you into making decisions that may or may not pan out for you. I, I actually had that conversation exactly with Sean yesterday twice about big picture mindset, right? Daytona can easily suck you into making a mistake where it damages the car and you DNF and you don't want to start the year on the back foot, so... Um, scoring points will be paramount but yeah if you you have a chance at winning you always want to win daytona
1: this is the four-hour race that also opens up things for you you guys have two very strong drivers in the car as opposed to a lot of people who have one driver who's not as strong as the second not to say that sean is at your caliber yet he's learning but does that open up the strategy for you a little bit more over your competition
2: for sure particularly with two drivers versus three you have a better strategy play because you don't have 40 minute minimums everyone has to achieve um you know, I think the looking at it, you know, Sean is going to stay out of trouble. That's the key. Um, you know, it doesn't guarantee anything, but having a strong starting driver just kind of keeps you out of the mess, which can get you sucked into somebody else's problem. So, um, you know, you hope for the best, and you try and make smart decisions.
1: Green flag just came out. We're all going to keep our eye on the green and black BMW. Good luck. Thanks, Jeff.
2: Thank you.
3: Shea Adam down in the pit lane for us. Cars rolling out. Uh, of the lane round that long interior curve at turn one to the pit lane speed limit sign at the end of it and straight into the infield good morning to my core commentators uh, for this morning and first of all let's check in with Jeremy Shaw happy new year Jeremy and welcome to 2024 and racing
4: thank you very much indeed John uh, great to be back here with IMSA radio great to be here at Daytona International Speedway and boy what a week we've got ahead of us here I think right now I was lucky enough to get here for the raw last weekend so uh, I must admit I didn't pay an awful lot of attention to the practice for, for the testing for mission pilot challenge because I was concentrating on the VP racing sports car challenge the first two rounds of that season to kick off the uh, North American racing season um, but uh, the, the, the GSX cars that run alongside the LMP3s in the VP Racing Sports Car Challenge are the same specifications as the Michelin Pilot Challenge. They're, they're all GT4 machines and set to the same BOP, with one exception last weekend. The Ford uh, was slowed down a little bit in for the Michelin Pilot Challenge, but not because it was halfway through the race weekend, mm. for the VP Series. So, uh, yeah, we've got a pretty good grasp, I think, of what to expect uh, going into this opening round of the Michelin uh, Pilot Challenge, the BMW M Endurance 4-hour race, which will take place, of course, tomorrow afternoon. And uh, the, certainly the BMWs look really fast. I mean, they've got great straight-line speed, uh, as had the Ford. Um, uh, but uh, you know, there wasn't an awful lot to choose between the, the other uh, other manufacturers, and it's a tremendous entry this year. I mean, it's, it's absolutely jam-packed with talent. And, um, yeah, super excited for this season that will start here this week. And Peter Mackay joins
3: us again. Peter, happy new year! And uh, in fairness, you travelled over with us. We met you on the way from the Middle East, from the United Arab Emirates. Um, we have had to keep you with the hood on for quite a long time because you got massively overexcited. At the moment the word uh, Daytona was mentioned, it it never fails to impress this place, does it?
0: It's the best way to start the year. Uh, to kick off the racing season, to kick off the IMSA season, it's just a joy and a privilege to be here. And it's not just the you know the the WeatherTech Championship and the Rolex 24; it's the full support program that we have here for uh, for the whole season, but particularly for the Rolex 24 and this BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona. Particularly in the GS class, as Jeremy alluded to, is going to be super competitive. And if you're just ever so slightly off the pace, you're going to be nowhere because there's just so many. good Good entries um, yesterday in practice. The BMWs locked out the top five, so those G82 spec uh, BMW M4s uh, have got reasons to be very, very cheerful right now. Will that will that be the same today? We'll find out shortly.
3: Yesterday, you and Shay were keeping an eye on this, and my goodness, the times were impressive. Um, also, the times favoured those BMWs
0: very much so yeah the top five locked out uh, with the BMWs we had a little kind of tiny shower in the middle of the session which just took the wind out the sails a little bit in terms of uh, pace but a few drivers putting in personal best at the end so the track did dry quite quickly Um, and some good performances from the uh, TCR field we've got a slightly smaller TCR field uh, compared to the GS uh, of course but the uh, there was some some good running out there uh, yesterday which is not easy when you just get a little bit of moisture on the track and going to try and keep the, keep the temperature in those tyres but uh, yeah it was very 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 good um, to see the cars out on track yesterday and running smoothly
3: early laps we'll get you some times they count for nothing uh, as it stands uh, at the moment but we will get you the times as they start to come in what, w- what should we be looking for uh, as far as the times are concerned if we look back a year or so Jeremy
4: yeah, the, uh, the, the lap record that was uh, set, actually, let's the, the, uh, start off with the race lap record. The race lap record was actually set back in 2019 by H- Paul Halton in the older-spec McLaren 570S GT4 at uh, 1 minute 52.656. The uh, fastest lap last year was by one of the Ford Mustang GT4s, Ben Rhodes, one of the NASCAR drivers a 152.665 so virtually identical so 52.6 therefore the uh, pole lap record uh, was also set by Paul Holton in 2019 at a 152.143 uh, and Stephen McAleer was on the pole last year at a 52.157 so again very very close the fastest time yesterday actually mm. was was no it was not, it was class it was a uh, one minute uh, fifty-three point four, so quite a long way off uh, the, uh, the the um, pole lap record. But uh, you know, th- it's it's early days, uh, and as as you just said, that there was a brief shower yesterday during the session. So you know, it, it's not qualifying yet. We'll see what uh, what happens in qualifying when we get down to that, that later on this afternoon. Is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. In terms of this
3: uh, championship, last year ended, I'm afraid, under a little bit of a cloud. We want to put that behind us. We want a nice, clean championship uh, this year. And there's a lot of people who... I've talked to the uh, some of the guys this morning in breakfast. They were all saying... Oh, they were all saying... <laughs> They feel that this is going to be as competitive as ever, Jeremy. We used to think this of this championship as a little bit of a sleeper. I don't think we can say that anymore now, because so many people have realised what good value for money is. There's another four-hour race later on in the year. That will be for the first time a four-hour race and a headline race for Michelin Pilot Challenge at uh, at uh, VIR. Uh, sorry, at Mid Ohio, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. And I'm really looking forward.
4: Uh, to that one uh, later on in the season uh, yeah I mean I think it 's just going to be a, a great season you yeah, last year 's championship yeah it 's a bit of a funky end, certainly, but it was a fabulous season all the way through. I mean start to finish, um, yeah there were different people in contention for the title you 're going down to last even few minutes of the race last year there were, there were th- three different teams at least that had a really good legitimate shot at the title. And uh, it was a fabulous season. It's going to be hard to top that season, I reckon. Here in 2024, but with the field that is assembled here, uh, a total of 45 cars, but 28 Gs's and 17 TCRs, both good fields. Uh, a few, t- there was a few cars more here this week than were here at the Raw Test last weekend. A few people uh, elected not to to make it to the Raw Test, unlike. For the red tech sports car championship and the the rolex 24 at daytona the the, the main race this week uh, where if you're competing this week you had to be at the raw that was not the case for mission pilot challenge if some of the lesser budgeted teams didn't want to spend the money because mainly because they already had prior experience here including mikey taylor and chris miller who's won this race a couple of times in the past uh, they were not here last weekend nor was another t- team that's that's won this race twice before the Roadshagger Racing TCR a sixty one Gavin Earnstone and John Morley. They, uh, they they had plenty of experience already around here. Didn't see the point in spending an extra couple of days and and the money that was required to do so. So they're here here now and looking to be strong. Uh, you're
3: listening to IMSA Radio RS two part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. If you want to get in touch with us uh, whilst we're live this weekend or indeed any time because we can pick up the socials all the way through it's at imsa radio let's see if we can find someone who's been out on the circuit and can give us a little bit of a rundown as to what is going on out there share adam on the lane
1: i went down to find the alpha because they were the fastest tcr car yesterday and tim lewis you're familiar with what it's like to drive your car into the victory area at daytona is that all that's on your mind for this weekend replicate that
5: I wouldn't say that's all that's on my mind, but um, we have a new, uh, I have a new teammate with uh, Will Talley and just getting him up to speed and uh, just running through our usual Daytona program and just trying to set us up for the, for the season is really what's on my mind.
1: Yeah, because you had a few wins last year, but it wasn't that championship victory that ultimately everyone at this team is aiming for. How do you string it all together
5: this season? Just consistency. You know, the, the wins are great. Um, but the lows are low, you know, and, and if you look at the teams that have won championships over the last however many years TCR has been out, uh, it's just the consistency and uh, being in the mix every single race. So that's really our focus this year. Um, we've, we've proven the car can win races, but we need to prove that we can be consistent for a whole season.
1: You did go out this morning to at least shake down the car. How was the track compared to when you were out last
5: night? Uh, so yesterday, I only went out at the beginning of the session, and then I, we got some rain uh, this morning. It seems to be uh, okay in the infield. There's a little bit of moisture in the in the bus stop, but I think with 10 more minutes of running, everything will be dry. Thanks, Tim. Good luck this week. Thank you. Thank you. Shit, Adam, down in the pit
3: lane. Some times coming in then at Audi Motorsports Toyota Super GR. 154.726 for Jack Hawksworth. Sean McAllister second for Carbon in the BMW. He's three tenths of a second further back. And John Giesbreit for Smooge Racing in their Toyota Super GR. First of the non-front engine cars is the McLaren are, are in third, uh, in fourth position in their Artura. And then uh, another Toyota that makes now three Toyota GRs in the top five, as Jack's gone even fit faster uh, in that Hattori Motorsport car. As far as the tickers are concerned, the TCRs, uh, it is Dai Yoshihara from Montreal Motorsport in the Honda Civic FL5. Number 93, who's quickest from Brian Ortiz in the team car. And they're ahead of the Hyundai Elantra of. Uh, Denny DuPont, who's with Brian Herter and Hyundai this year.
4: Yeah, Dai Yoshihara, Wow, a, uh, a drifting legend, absolutely. Uh, also a former winner at the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. He knows, he, he, he's used to slippery conditions. Hey, we don't have slippery conditions right now, uh, but... Uh,
3: that year he won on Pikes Peak. I was doing the commentary for that, and that was an incredible run because he, he was down on the time all the way until the last sector right at the top of the, what is it, 14,115 feet of Pikes Peak and the 27 million corners. Um, I've been up and down it once. That was enough for me. Actually, I think coming down was more scary than going up. Uh, No records were harmed in my run in the... uh, I, I don't even think the higher car Jeep Cherokee record was uh, even <laughs> anywhere. I came down, Jeremy.
4: How big were your eyes? Oh, <laughs> I came
3: down. It was bad enough going up, but coming down. So I got to the top. I drank a bottle of water. And I, I, I even forgot to get out of the car and take a picture because I was so spooked. And I, I'm serious about that. I turned around and come down. I had both feet on the brake pedal. Um, and at one stage, I had right foot on the brake pedal and left foot covering the parking brake, and uh, and right hand ready to stick it into park in case it ran away with me. It was terrifying on the way down because you could just see. I could see, Oh, there's my hotel down there. That's 6,000 feet away. They are mad, mad, mad. They are really. Uh, a great character, actually. And uh, he's not only a great driver but a great engineer he helped build he helps build his own cars and that car that he took up uh, the um, the race to the clouds was a uh, case in point There.
4: yeah and a uh, very you know, brand new team that he's running for this year the uh, uh, montreal motorsport group uh, based out of uh, in, in, based in canada and uh, they're running two cars two uh, new uh, honda civic fl5s kind of a 93 which is dai Yoshihara and Carl whitmer uh, who will be sharing that car with uh, the uh, Japanese legend. And the, uh, the the sister car is kind of a six, and that's Louis-Philippe Montour. He's been around for a while. And Brian Ortiz, who's had uh, uh, a fair bit of success in this season. He's done, he's done a total of 53 starts over the years, as Brian, uh, dating all about 2005. He hasn't yet won a race. He's had uh, second second place has been his... Uh, best Finisher also had a third to go alongside that but to tell you what this new team looks really really strong uh, And these cars brand new cars absolutely back They've only had the cars a couple of weeks So I haven't done a lot of testing, but uh, they are very optimistic They went ran well at the raw test last weekend and already this uh, this morning We see those cars up towards the sharp end in fact, Both of them, they're they're third and fourth at the moment in TCR Brian Ortiz in third position with the best time of 159.3, a couple three tenths ahead of Dai Yoshihara. Quicker than both of them, Tomo Gorman slips into second position in the Rockwell Auto Sport Development Audi RS3 LMS. That's a sequential gearboxed car at a 1 minute 59.355. And quickest of all, Julian Santero from Argentina. In the Victor Gonzalez, one of the two Victor Gonzalez ra- racing to actually three Victor Gonzalez racing entries. Two of them are Honda Elantra NTCRs, including the one for the Argentinian Santero, uh, and also one ho- older Honda that uh, Victor Gonzalez is running, also for a uh, a couple of youngsters in the field this weekend. That'll be for. Uh, Colton Reynolds and Clayton Williams, two youngsters out of California, will be sharing the Honda. That's car number eight, uh, and in the the two hun- Hyundai's for Victor Gonzalez Racing Team, uh, Victor himself will be sharing the number ninety nine car with uh, Tyler Gonzalez. No relation. Tyler, from nineteen uh, year old from St. Cloud, Florida, big so state for him, and Victor Gonzalez from Puerto Rico.
1: Well, this is the second time I've climbed up on a pit box so far today to get an interview, and the second time it's been absolutely worth it because, John Morley, we are at Daytona. You're back with Roadshagger Racing. Two wins here in the last four years in Audis. I feel like you guys are making a bit of a pattern of this, that this is the track that you and Gavin just seem to go the best at.
6: This is definitely the track we love the most, and it loves us the most, or it hates us, because we either win or we crash. Two options. So look for that on Friday.
1: It's a little bit of Days of Thunder, then, in proper style. You're bringing back the steering wheeler, claiming a trophy. Um, it was a limited program last year for you guys, but of course, the win here, the highlight of the season. Looking forward to this year. What is the expectation for Roadshagger Racing?
6: Well, as always, we're super comfortable here, so we're going to try and start out with a win. Uh, we're hoping to do the whole season. We're definitely doing the first three races, which are three very good tracks for us, uh, and we're going to we're going to take it from there. But we're excited we've got the new car which we only ran a couple times last year and we didn't even run it here we won in the old car last year so we're happy to have the new audi and looking forward to see what it can do on friday
1: what was the thinking because you guys did not run at the roar
6: uh it's just we've we've been here so much that we feel very comfortable with the setup of the car the new car hasn't changed that much setup wise we felt like we got a decent handle on it last year even though we didn't run it that much during the season Uh, so we just we felt comfortable and we're ready to go
1: and that should be scary news to everybody else in the TCR class good week good luck this weekend
6: John thank you
0: great to see at the front of the fields the number 39 BMW Sean McAllister who is the silver graded driver in the car has gone faster than his gold-rated teammate Jeff Westwell. Jeff Westwell yesterday set a 153.401. That was the fastest in the session. Well, Sean straight out of the box, a 153.2, and he was going even faster, a purple in sector two and sector three, and then dived into the pits. Um so great start to the day for the number thirty-nine BMW for carband motorsports.
3: so uh, we have started the season and started our coverage at IMSA Radio if you'd like to say hello to us in the in the broadcast centre here Will Tallies just set a new fastest time of a 1585 wow. in the TCR category and that takes the KMW Motorsports Alfa Romeo to the top of the stack
4: Yes, and uh, Dr. Will Talley, who drove last year with the um, L.A. Honda World team in in the Civic, switched across this year to join the little uh, TMR engineering with uh, KMW engineering, Alfa Romeo, uh, Giulietta Veloce, uh, following the retirement of Ryan Block, who's uh, finally hung up his helmet. Uh, so we miss you, Ryan. I, I, I spoke to the guys uh, last weekend. and They said Ryan'll probably be here watching somewhere this weekend. So I hope you are, Ryan. And uh, we hope to, uh, to to see you. Yeah, I don't know how long retirement's going to last. No, knowing the enthusiasm that you have, it might not be very long. Uh, more comebacks uh, than
3: Elvis, do we think? <laughs> in that case,
4: uh, I hope so. But so, yeah, great to see. But uh, that's, that's a really fine effort there by Will Talley to uh, to briefly go to the top of the charts. That time has now been eclipsed by Victor Gonzalez returns at 158.2 in the number 99 Victor Gonzalez Racing Team Hyundai Elantra NTCR so it's Hyundai at the top at the moment followed by the Alfa in second position third is the sister car to Victor Gonzalez, that's Julian Santero the second of the Victor Gonzalez Racing Hyundai is kind of at 80 in third place and then Eddie Gu or Eddie Gu Jr uh, number 55 that's the uh, the uh, bright orange uh, Audi RS3 LMS TCR Eddie sharing sharing the car with his father Lalo uh, they're from from originally from Mexico but uh, live now in Texas uh, just in the Houston area and actually Dallas area and are uh, planning to do the full season they did a one off race towards the end of last year I think it was Indianapolis they ran last year and they're planning to run a full season this year and uh, judging by the times they set the father and son team, got a lot of experience in TCR cars in Central America, uh, but looking to make their mark here in the Mission of Pilot Challenge this season. Judging by the times they set last weekend and yesterday and this morning,
0: yeah. Eddie put in a great lap right at the end of the session, which not in ideal conditions. Yes, it it, it dried a little, but I don't think it was a fully 100% dry, so clearly showing he's got good ability when the the grip is lower uh, too. The, The TCRs, interestingly, they are about... Uh, six-tenths of a second off the pace they set yesterday, whereas in GS uh, we're seeing uh, we're seeing a better pace than what we saw yesterday, interestingly. Well,
4: at least from uh, from Jeff Westfall, uh, he's got uh, nearly three-quarters of a second in hand. Well, that was Sean
0: McAllister who set that time.
4: Yes, it was, actually. Uh, ahead of uh, Jesse Lazar, who's uh, second position at the moment in that MIA McLaren Artura GT4. That's one of a couple of cars that got a BOP change after the raw test last weekend one was the uh, the uh, mclaren it was actually sped up a little bit they got a a bit more uh, power out of the uh, different power stick they have uh, in that car compared to last weekend also a bit more weight added 30 kilos to the car uh, from what it ran last weekend and the other changes are to the ford mustang which uh, has uh, got a smaller uh, engine restrictor uh, there the, the ride height however has been lowered a little bit so that'll help, the smaller restrictor won't help in terms of speed uh, and, uh, but the weight is the same as it was uh, last weekend so 1540 kilograms for that uh, Ford which I think is the heaviest of all of the uh, GT4 cars, yes it is uh, the lightest being the uh, Porsche, no not the Porsche the Toyota Supra actually at 1450 1,415 kilograms is the lightest of the GT4 cars.
3: IMSA Radio around the world on RS2 here at the track. seven point nine FM WWDIS. And, of course, for the weekend, flag to flag on Sirius XM for the Rolex 24 Channel 202 this weekend. once again, we thank our colleagues at Sirius XM for loaning us their airwaves for all of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship races again this year and we'll remind you about that throughout the weekend we're in Michelin pilot challenge for the BMW N endurance challenge at daytona this is a free practice too we've got around uh, about 37 minutes still to go in what amounts to pretty decent weather here it's very humid this morning officially 88% track temperature 22 celsius air temperature 21 uh, if you'd prefer that in the old uh, the old money, then it's 72 on the track and 70 in the air. It was chilly, Jeremy, at the weekend. Uh, I, I, I was watching um, overnight. It got down to freezing point on, I think it was Friday night, um, which slightly worried me. Um, yeah. But it's the weather forecast is pretty good for the rest of the week. Potentially some rain on Friday, uh, tomorrow and Saturday, but just showers, which might... Um,
4: Live in the things, things,
3: Yes. <laughs> well, Mike, having said that, in IMSA competition, we don't really need True. any more excitement than we get. But I've always said, if you do want excitement in any motor race, just add water, and yeah. it tends to be the case.
4: Uh, perfect conditions right now. Oh, it's absolutely gorgeous. You know, the sun's shining, but uh, not not too bright. It's slightly hazy, as you say, uh, but uh, just fabulous conditions. And yeah, it was pretty chilly last weekend. It really was. It was biting. I don't know I think I had five layers of clothes on I was walking around there, spent most of the day in the garage area just walking around and yeah. it was chilly but um, yeah now absolutely perfect but I'm not sure how much the teams would have learned last weekend that they can apply to the, to the race week uh, and perhaps you know the teams that didn't make that trip here last weekend they certainly I don't think they would, would have missed out very much at all yeah, so, I, I yeah, did have to put just a just jacket
3: on there. in the booth last weekend yeah. when I was at Abu Dhabi it uh, oh yeah yeah if you the air conditioning there was extremely oh, efficient, shall we say? But I'd, sp- <laughs> I'd spent a week in 30 to 35 degrees temperatures, so I was I was acclimatized to the outside. I wasn't quite expecting it to be so cold when we we did the race calls at the the <laughs> weekend. Uh, plenty going on this week, of course, for all of our live schedule information from here at Daytona and back in Dubai for the rescheduled Dubai 24 hours. And the good news is the time difference, if you're a fan, really works for you this weekend. You can watch, I think, something like 11 hours of the start of the Dubai 24 before we even get into our countdown to green here at Daytona. All the schedule details across the Radio Shore Limited network of audio and video channels on the foot of uh, radiolemon.com or Radio-Show.co.uk Tim Gray, our executive producer and chief um, factotum, I suppose uh, Who Does Everything has devised a new calendar a new schedule calendar which is is colour coordinated and apart from being really useful looks fantastic so thank you Tim for all your hard work uh, putting that together since uh, the version that we were using I think as a Google is, isn't supported anymore on uh, on websites so Tim had to create something and that he has done Tim up in London at the moment if you missed our special day Daytona Midweek Motorsport yesterday already up on the site plenty of interviews from here at the track and we had also a look forward to the Monte Carlo rally which is starts this weekend as well and uh, Peter McKay went through that on a season that is going to be really interesting for WRC World Rally Championship
0: I certainly think so, I think it's going to be a fantastic season, there's a lot you know, some in, in the press who wanting to knock rallying at the moment. I think that's a bit unfair, and I think we've got a great, uh, great season ahead, and that kicks off uh, today. So, uh, uh, got to have two hats on in between sessions. I'll be keeping a, an eye on the uh, the split times from tonight's uh, from tonight's first couple of stages. I, I,
4: we don't, I don't think we have any TV coverage of that over here these these oh really? days. No, I really miss it. Uh, really, really. I can, I'm sure you could pay for it somewhere, but it's
3: been outstanding the last couple of seasons, Jeremy. The onboard coverage really? nowadays with the technology that you've got from yeah. every stage so we get it in the UK we basically get the streamed version on a sports channel so it starts off at half past seven in the morning and goes right through to five o'clock at night. They don't they don't break during the breaks they have stuff from the service centre but every single stage is covered with onboards and exterior cameras and they have pit reporters with cameras at the end of every stage. It's all live and you can follow it along with the timing with the, the split times as well. It's absolute I, I still it was my first introduction to Motorsports yeah, rallying me, coming me from too. coming from the northeast. We had Killer kielder up there and the the old Mid X rally up in the North York's forests as well. Um and that was my first introduction to it, both as a, a spectator, as a as an official and indeed as a competitor, and road rallies and stuff like that, navigationals. It's fantastic stuff. <laughs> That's the general uh, if only we could turn back the clock and know what we know now, Jeremy. Eh? Right, here
4: we go. You're on my clipboard that I still have here, Sheffield Students Motor Club. Uh, there you uh, go. You're, talking, you're, you're speaking to the, the, uh, the, the navigator champion of the ah. Oh, stop showing <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> when I was cleaning
3: out my dad's house when he moved down uh, towards us a few years ago, I found my, my big, very thin um, clipboard with the two bulldog clips for the Land Ranger maps, for the US maps.
4: Oh, you and don't it, use a proper clipboard? No, bad, bad idea.
3: No, it was it was made out of um, cardboard
4: or plastic. Uh, uh, cardboard, yes. No, no what do you call it? Yeah, cardboard thin.
3: Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, I had I found me potty light, me plug-in yeah. potty light yeah. as well, um, and a whole load of. Uh, very soft black pencils and rubbers, yeah. erasers as well. Yeah. I, it's
4: fantastic. I, I, I learned that lesson early on. I, I used to, I, I started off using my clipboard with a map clip to that, and uh, when when my uh, the, the driver, uh, driver rolled the car. Yes. Um,
3: it becomes it becomes a it becomes a missile.
4: A missile. Yeah, we couldn't find it. We 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 have got the car back on its on its feet again. It wasn't a big shunt, but we rolled over with a little Mini Cooper. We rolled over. Chris Menham was the driver, by the way. Uh, son of Patrick Menham, who was for many many years was the Daily Mail uh, motoring correspondent, An absolute legend, was Patrick, uh, and Chris was a heck of a good driver. anyhow. Uh, we, we, we rolled the car, we got back in it, pushed it back into, it. We, still, we tried to, you know, we were okay, we started to go off off again. I said, wait, 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 where's my clipboard on the map? And we looked, we thought, well, maybe it's on the road somewhere. It was dark, it was yeah, of course, night. and we um, couldn't find it anywhere. And then we found it in the in the driver's side door pocket so he had whistle past oh, his nose man, yeah. and, and into the dr- dr- into the pocket. I chamfered door the door edges pocket.
3: of mine so they all had round well, edges. I, I
4: did that but uh, we, that was the last time I ran a, a anything solid as a uh, as a, uh, Mine was very, very
3: thin sort of ply about no. It's almost like a veneer. Yeah. That's a, it, it, it flexed.
0: I used cardboard. <laughs> you, you can tell Jeremy's a proper rally enthusiast. He says it, it, it wasn't a big shunt. We just rolled a bit.
4: Yeah, just <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's such a, a rally thing to well, say. <laughs> our parents didn't. Uh, neither. Well, his parents maybe knew. Mine didn't. We, we got back, we got back, and there was a tiny little dent in the front corner which you really couldn't hardly see.
3: Really, you really did get so not even any broken glass.
4: Oh, no, 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 no nothing at all. No, we once great.
3: went off in North York's over the, the top of um, a brow about 45 left on the top of a brow. We went straight on because uh, my driver hit the brake and the brake didn't operate because he'd brought um, some vittles with him and a Cornish pasty had slipped <laughs> forward and got stuck under ah, the brake pedal ah, ah, ah. of what was a, a Ford-powered Vauxhall Chevette ah. because we were running in the 1300 class and the 1256 um, pre cross floor uh, Vauxhall engine was okay to a point but of course you could get the 1300 cross floor lots more tuning on that and so he he, he fashioned uh, a bell housing to go onto it and so we had a Ford-powered Chevette.
4: This is for road rallies. Yeah, for road yeah. Rallies. I, I, we had a Ford-powered MG midget. Ooh.
3: Jeremy and John's rallying stories Uh, coming up in the middle of the night uh, this weekend. Shay, bring us back to this weekend and to (laughs) order and the pit leg.
1: Oh, I will try. Uh, It's been a little while since there's been a team addition to Team TGM and Ted Jr. is now joining the team. Uh, This is Chris Wilson, of course. It's so exciting to come on board with the championship winning organization and now with a different focus for car number 64, it's the Bronze Cup. You as a former bronze champion can bring that expertise, but how has it been integrating into such a fantastic Family organized team?
7: Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys I worked with way back when, 20 years ago. Um, So, you know, for me, it's like coming back home again. Joe and John and all the guys, uh, you know, I've worked with them for a long time. So, um, yeah, it's an easy, seamless transition into it. Um, The Aston, a little bit different platform than I'm used to, than the Mercedes. Uh, does some different things, but uh, it's a great car and a great organization, and Ted and all the bunch are just awesome.
1: Now that the focus has changed, how, how can you help as a bronze champion to correct them from, yeah, we're not going for race wins, we're racing for our own win. It's, it's a class within a class.
7: Yeah, I mean, my biggest focus is not to be an idiot and do something dumb, right? Um, but yeah, however I can help them. You know, obviously it's a different strategy being in the bronze category. So, you know, I don't know how many more bronze cup two others. So, yeah, I mean, we're racing against them, but we're still racing for an overall, you know, top finish, however we can get that. So, yeah, it's great.
1: Having seen TGM in their prime, been racing against them when they were winning the GS championship back in 2018, when they were still super competitive 19, is it like a bit surreal to be a part of this team again for you?
7: Yeah, I mean, I didn't get the call until after the first of the year, so I really didn't even think I was doing anything this year. And so Hugh called me and he was like, what do you got going on for Daytona And I thought, you know, he wanted me to come spot or something like that, and I'm willing to do that. But he was like, no, you're going to drive with Ted and I. And I was like, awesome.
1: And is this going to be something we'll see in the other four hour race potentially?
7: Yeah, right now I'm planning to do mid-Ohio with the guys. Like I said, as long as they don't do anything stupid, you know they'll they'll want me back
1: right well good luck this weekend and uh, we have to refer to him as ted jr john he's wearing a ted giovanna's fire suit
3: i love it very good shit adam down in the pit lane
4: yeah that's uh, chris wilson uh, from uh, colorado long time long 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 time skip barber racing school instructor well back in the day in the original iteration of this school. He is the school he's he's the well he's not the youngster on the team but he is in terms of starts uh, that have been made in the Australian Pilot Challenge. Chris has a mere 110 starts in his name coming into this weekend. Uh, his teammates in the number 64 car, uh, Ted Giovanni's has, has Timona has 115. Hugh Plum has 169 starts coming into this weekend. And the sister car, which is uh, uh, Hugh's brother Matt, uh, he started 147 car uh, races in this in this championship. And Owen Trinkler is a veteran and the most uh, uh, the most uh, starts in the, the series history, dating back to 2001, with 190 coming to this weekend. So you add those, add, add those all up, and Chris, the youngster at 100, 110 starts, it's pretty... I mean, talk about experience. They have it. Uh, and all talented drivers, and it's going to be really interesting to watch. Scary moment, of course, for Owen Trinkley. They had in, in uh, December uh, testing here. Uh, the car caught fire, and uh, badly. I mean, the car was burned to a crisp um, and thankfully Owen was able to get out with relatively uh, minor injuries when well, I say relatively I mean he got badly burned on his, uh, on, on his left arm and he had to have screen grafts and things and yesterday was the first time he's driven a car since uh, since that uh, incident that was in December he's, uh, he's been, he was in the hospital for a while had, had those skin grafts done, and yeah, it's pretty scary for him, so great to see Owen back again, and um, I think it's, he, was, he was about to get in the car when I saw him yesterday, so I haven't seen him since, but uh, he was having a big smile on his face, he, 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 he'd only got clearance from his doctor the previous week yeah. to actually run here, which is why his name wasn't on the original entry list, uh, but uh, he's uh, super excited to be continuing that streak, That's Owen Trinkler from um, Tennessee.
3: I had a, a, yeah, just outside of Nashville, I had a little bit of a, a back and forth uh, with him after that, and uh, very painful. Any type of burns, very yeah. very painful. And uh, he's a tough, he's a tough geezer, yeah. is on Trinkler, and he he met that straight on. Thankfully, all of the safety equipment did exactly what it should do. He's actually uh, trying to get in touch um, with Fiona Bruce, who uh, is the. Um, Proprietor of Valero Which is the race underwear The fireproof race underwear He wanted to send her a note to say thank you Very much uh, Yeah It's when the racing family comes together Isn't it really Really it is uh, We're down to the last 22 minutes Jeremy and still that Jeff Westfall time at the top for BMW uh, By Nearly seven-tenths of a second from the motorsports in action, the Mia McLaren.
4: Yeah, Jesse Lazare did go... Well, no, yeah, it's, it's, as you say, almost seven-tenths of a second. Uh, 153.221 for Jeff Westfall. Well, actually, it was by uh, Sean McAllister in number 39 car. Second position is the McLaren. The time was set by Jesse Lazar. It's Michael De Casada, his new co-driver for this season, who's driving that car at the moment. Tyler Maxson in third position in the number 50 uh, Hattori Motorsports uh, Toyota that time set by Jack Hawksworth up at the fourth position uh, not too long ago is uh, Michael McCarthy who's driving this year for the Kelly Moss with Riley team in the number 91 Porsche 718 GT4 RS C Club Sport he's sharing the car number, 90, number 91 with uh, last year's uh, Porsche Carrera Cup North America champion Riley Dickinson moving up into the Mission Pilot Challenge this season and also youngster Brady Golan just 16 years of age from also from Austin, Texas uh, who is the youngest driver in the field, just 16 years of age, uh, Brady is driving that car at the moment, that's kind of a 91 in 5th position, another newcomer to the Michelin Pilot Challenge young, uh, is uh, Mackay Stevens in a JMF Motorsports Mercedes AMG GT4 Mackay's just turned a 154.239 and those of you who might be familiar with Mackay, his first starting in so he's so excited to be here this weekend, uh, he's uh, he's from uh, Evanston just a suburb of sh- Chicago been racing for a few years but was out of the sport I mean he comes from absolutely nothing and he, he worked super hard he got this opportunity to join the JMF team about three years ago uh, he's been running in the uh, in the SRO GT4 championship he's won I think 11 races over the course of the last uh, couple of years tremendous talent is Mackay uh, and the, the, his teammate is a, a Canadian youngster Jesse Webb who's uh, just a uh, uh, 19 years of age uh, and a big talent as well.
3: Slow moving car just going through Speedway turn one at the moment. Red, white, black. I think it's a Porsche. Um, I think it's Is that one the RS1 car
4: then? I, it might black, be, Jeremy. Red, white.
3: I, I remembered the binoculars this morning. Almost forgot to put them in the haversack. Where's he gone? The, the, the
4: RS1 way. team uh, back to its uh, traditional. Uh, red, white and black colours this weekend they've run with uh, uh, last couple of years with Aaron Filgaris and uh, Stephen McAleer in the CBW colours but back to the traditional colours this weekend and uh, an exciting programme uh, for that team, the Um, number 28 Porsche and we've also,
3: Jeremy, got the 61 Roadshagger Audi Uh at the end of pit lane Um, now I suppose he's still in the pit lane this is going to be a red flag isn't it um, yes, it is. Uh, there's the red flag down on the
4: starter stand. Just under 20 minutes remaining in a session.
3: Uh, by the way, um, Fiona James is Valero, not Fiona Bruce. She reads the news, doesn't she? She does. Um, same same, very soft Scottish accent type of thing. Um, I, I, that, I, I can't dig myself out of it. Sorry, Fiona. I... I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> She's just said of my ear the shovel down <laughs> <laughs> And in the world Dig that whole Championship Here's returning champion John Heindorf How you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm alright down there So a car at the end of pit lane And that needs to be brought back That is the Roadshack Racing Audi And I think we've got I don't think the Porsche has, has got all the way round Has it? Uh, it was on Speedway Turn 1 the last time I saw it And let's see. Ah, it's. I think it's at the Le Mans chicane, judging by the images that are being looked at. It's showing us in the pits. Is it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Car number 28. Well, maybe it did get all the way around then. It was going very, very slowly.
0: Yes. Is it Mm -hmm. just behind the two TGM Astons? red, white, and black Porsche? Uh, let me have a look, see if that's... could be.
3: Yeah, it could be that one. He did well to get back then, because it was absolutely crawling around uh, through the infield, spotted by race control. And uh, so we have our first red flag. Shay, what happens during red flag? What do you have to do?
1: not qualifying, this is not qualifying, so you can go line up at the pit exit, or you can go back to your pit box. But, for the next time these cars go out, which will be qualifying, if there is a red flag, come back to your pit box. Do not go line up at pit out, otherwise you'll have to serve a drive-through penalty, you'll lose an opportunity, and it makes everybody's life a lot more complicated.
4: And you're going to take you off from Shay Adam.
3: It is an absolute pet hate, it really is. Uh, right, so we have a slight cessation in hostilities there. Mind you, you're listening to IMSA Radio, live from our Global Broadcast Centre. Got to be one of the best views in motorsport here. Um, here, Actually, here in Dubai, uh, which I can't be at this weekend because I'm here, um, but it's very similar. We can see pretty much all of the circuits. Daytona will just squeeze the longest amount of official darkness because of uh, Dubai moving back a couple of weeks. Um, And what a view we have? we are ah, what maybe ten yards beyond the stripe, um, just opposite the A of Daytona, on the infield on the trioval grass, opposite the uh, build off of the opposite the pit and the uh, the champions building, and what a view we have right across the airport, right down to the beach. You can just about see the beach now. it was a bit hazy this morning when we got up and came in. There was a little bit of sea fret. But, yeah, I can, if I get the binos out there and look left, I can see all of the hotels and condos down to the beach. And looking off to the right-hand side, it's pretty clear there as well. There's a tiny little bit of high Cirrus cloud, but not much. Not much going on on the airport either at the moment. Quiet lull there, Lots Peter.
4: Contrails C- heading down, heading south toward uh, Miami, aren't they? Or, or north, which way they went.
0: Quite, uh, yeah. quite an interesting session here because yesterday we saw five BMWs topping the timesheets today we have five different manufacturers in the top five
4: we uh, do but they're covered by more than a second
0: very good point very good point good she to see Adam, the Mercedes a bit more on it today
3: uh, Shea Adam down in the pit lane is seeing things from the, the Gonzalez racing team car
1: that she shouldn't be seeing uh, a lot of fluid underneath the car, and it is a black fluid. It is indeed oil that is pouring out of the front of the car. Uh, I shouldn't say pouring, dripping. Um, but Victor Gonzalez out of the car, and Tyler Gonzalez actually just walking away. Uh, he's got his helmet in hand. I think he might be heading over to the Mazda world at this point uh, because it looks like this Hyundai will go no further during this session. The hood is up. Oh, a great deal of oil on the underside of the hood and indeed on the passenger side of the car as well. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, Potentially an engine change for VGRT. It looks like.
3: tell myself, back on. Um, that is the number ninety nine car. Uh, I wonder if that was the car we saw going slowly then. I, I, I was pretty convinced it was a, a, Porsche, but it was a very long way away. The sun, was shining on it, so it is nice. red, white, and black. So, um, and it's still in the pit lane.
4: That, that car's not red, is it? the VGR car 99 uh, car yeah
3: yeah and it's red it's, that's it there Jeremy red red on the front and over the top of the uh, the header rails uh, sitting there in front of us at the moment the Hyundai Elantra
0: they've done a great job it,
4: with that it's not the 80 car it's the 99 it is it. the 99 oh yes, okay. sitting on it's different like. colours okay, and right. it fastest yeah, in
0: the session that's one crumb of comfort is they've got great pace mm-hmm what is it they say about engines, they're usually at their fastest just before they're about to go pop, or is that two-stroke motorbikes, I'm not sure.
3: If you've ever ridden a two-stroke motorbike you know you always have at least one or two fingers on the clutch, because you never know when it's going to nip up. Shit, Adam down uh, in the pit lane with our BDO pit reports here in the Michelin Pilot Challenge, it's Jeremy Short Peter Mackay and John Hindorf with you in the booth at IMSA Radio if you want to get in touch, just under just on 13 minutes, 1-3 minutes to go in our first live session at IMSA Radio, as I say, if you want to get in touch, all the teams on there as well, good morning to all of you, hello to Ewan, Kevin, uh, hello to Wright Motorsports as well, who are following along, listening down there in the pit lane, A great thanks as ever to Mike and his team here at Daytona, who Worked so hard to get uh, us onto the PA and you'll hear the unmistakable tones of uh, I think uh, Greg Kramer's here later on in the weekend is, it, is Greg here doing a bit of uh, I I filling?
4: Th- I would think so, he was here last weekend certainly okay. and uh, I would think so, I hope so
3: Mike Trim and the rest of his team are the gold standard and uh, lovely to have them looking after us to make sure we go out on 107.9 WWDIS as well as on the very effective public address system here. And already, I should say, by the way, for those of you not here, possibly on your way here at the moment and tuned in via RS2 uh, on the internet, this is going to be a big crowd this weekend. We are on Thursday, and getting in this morning was like getting in on a Friday or a Saturday. The queues were already backed up. I thought it was busy last year. I'm, I'm going to say it was busier this morning than it was at this time last week, the infield looks absolutely stunning, Uh, lots of RVs and camping trailers coming in yesterday there's a little bit of extra hard standing uh, on the midfield the midway area as well uh, that some of the heavier RVs can park on rather than the grass that's been there in the the previous year and uh, this is going to be an absolute cracker With aside from the racing even as we were running in have been yesterday watching the manufacturers on the midway set up and even in the relatively short amount of time the rsl have been coming to the the daytona rolex 24 hours the change on that midfield area there's a few people with easy ups selling t-shirts when we first came here uh, just prior to the grand dam imsa merger And now, I think there's something like 15 or 16 manufacturer areas there with all their latest models, the race cars, various bits and pieces of simulators to do. So, absolutely, if you feel the need to step away. And that's before we talk about the food vendors and the merchandising uh, vendors as well. So, if there are any lulls or if you do feel the need to Step away for a little while, plenty going on. Already got the infield bleachers starting to take some spectators. Hello to you all, just on the exit of the International Horseshoe, right opposite us and further down, beyond the dogleg, beyond the kink. And great to see some of the same faces and the same vehicles, the the Porsche, the rat Porsche guys, just beyond the kink there. Uh, and Eve very much likes that little 356 that's sitting there plus the big old coaches just on the uh, entrance to the infield from the tunnel area and uh, I noticed this morning that the happy hour 140 to 140 uh, sign has gone up so that means Daytona has properly started the fans so much a part of this event as much a part as the
0: teams and drivers we did see one very unlucky fan oh. within 50 yards of the front gate yeah. who, with a towing a, um, what well, we would call it a caravan, but it was a bit more a advanced than that. A c- camping trailer, yeah. sorry, yes. Um, Fifth wheel. And, and you could almost taste that first beverage and 50 yards from the front gate, the, something broke and... Uh, the bonnet was up. The bonnet was up. He uh, was on the phone. I have to wait a little bit longer.
3: Uh, the Victor Gonzalez... Hyundai has gone behind the wall, and Jeremy, no times of any great...
4: No, no times period.
3: Well, yes, I was going to say that there's a couple of cars, no times period for one cars, and five laps, but no real time for the automatic racing Aston, and Chris Miller and JDC have not been out at all. Something for Shea to look for down there with our BDO Pit lane reports.
4: And number 17 JDC Motorsports uh, Audi JDC Miller Motorsports Audi uh, that's the car that's finished first, second and third in the last uh, three years and uh, certainly should have had a, a couple of wins they had a mechanical problem one of those years and with two laps, although the one the race they won in 21, I think they came from two laps down at one stage to win that race if I remember correctly and uh, could easily have swept all three if things had gone slightly their way, but a first, second and third, but uh, the car was uh, Uh, Hasn't hasn't turned, hasn't showed up on my timing charts, unless it's got a transponder issue of some sort. But uh, that's a car that we know will be fast around here. Mikey Taylor and uh, Chris Miller will share that number 17 car.
1: A car that's already proven to be fast so far today is one which has Riley Dickinson's name over the door. And Riley racing a Porsche at Daytona for Kelly Moss. Seems like a dream come true, is it?
8: No, it certainly is. Uh, you know, Definitely a lot of hard work and, and effort by the team and also myself to get here today, this weekend. So really looking forward to racing with them throughout the whole year. But uh, definitely a bucket list that uh, we were able to check off this weekend.
1: The car looks really fast. I mean, I saw it going through the tri-oval. Does it doesn't feel like that rocket ship when you're behind the wheel?
8: Yeah, I mean, again, a testament to the team. We've been working quite hard through the roar and also today and, and yesterday as well just to get the car into a good
1: good window. Michael, he did
8: a good lap there earlier in the day in the session, so looking forward to seeing what Brady's able to get done as well.
1: Who's going to qualify? you got three guys to choose between. Yeah, so
8: we think Michael's going to qualify. That's pretty much most likely what's going to happen. Uh, he has quite a bit of race experience from the Porsche Carrera Cup, so we'll get him in the car and have him get a crack at it.
1: Yeah, but so do you. You're the defending champion going into this season. So uh, talk a little bit about what it would be like to win a race at Daytona because that's something you don't get to do in the deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup in North America.
8: Exactly. I, mean, I I wish that Carrera Cup did race here because this is obviously a pretty special place for sports car racing but also just racing in general. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a bit of a change. Definitely, uh, again, like I said, a, a bucket list item to check off, but very happy to be here. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you.
3: Share Adam with the BDO pit lane report straight behind the wall for the number 15 Audi RS3 and that car came in quite slowly to the point that following in behind one of the Brian Herter Autosport uh, Hyundai's came into the pits and I think that was Robert Wickens coming in, he had to go below the white line actually to go around him and uh, that 19, as I say it, has gone directly uh, behind, uh, 15, excuse me, uh, Doug Oakley behind
0: the wheel the of the Rockwell The sectors were fine. The sectors on that last lap were uh, perfectly healthy. You know, the good news is he
4: drove it back. That, that's yes, a very good, good point. point. And, uh, D- yeah. Doug Oakley is making his, another, another driver making his Mission Pilot Challenge debut this weekend. But Doug's been with this team for several years, uh, generally as a strategist and or spotter. Uh, so having his first run here in this race, he's, he's reasonable amount of experience in, in chump car events and uh, WRL and uh, York, kind of lower league uh, races with this team lots of experience of driving, but uh, he, he is another guy who's just so excited to be racing here at Daytona for the first time actually. Well, why wouldn't you on be? Track. Well, exactly right, of course.
3: Uh, hello to Blur Fiend if he's got another red flag. His RV is parked up on the Lake Lloyd RV set up, so he'll be listening in on 107.9, WWDIS. Hello, Blur, nice to know that you are here. Now, let's see. Ah, we have had an accident. There has been an accident. And that is out at turn, I think it's turn six. Although I'm looking there and I can't see any detritus. It is the Skip Barber sponsored machine that has gone off. And this is the one-six, the 16. And the front end of that car has had some serious impact. This is the IMSA Diverse driver, Jeremy, the scholarship winner.
4: Yeah, Ken Fukuda, uh, who's uh, another guy who you said to me yesterday, it's been his, his lifelong dream to be part of uh, IMSA and uh, He's getting that dream come true this weekend. He's going to be sharing that Skip Barber racing entry with uh, fellow Skip Barber instructors. Number 16 car uh, Carter Fartuk, who is the uh, chief instructor for Skip Barber racing School these days. He's from Fort Pierce in, Cal- in uh, Florida. Ken is from Oakland, California. And the youngster Will Lambros, who has come up through the uh, Skip Barber School in the last year or so two driving their F4 cars, amongst others. He's from Northport, New York. Uh, Same hometown as Andy Lally, and uh, that uh, all three drivers making their debut this weekend, and uh, in an Aston Martin Vantage. And the car has been, uh, you know, they've uh, learning with that car. Don't have a lot of time in it at all.
3: It's at the Le Mans chicane, Jeremy, and it's just in that area behind the wall that we can't quite see on the entry, newly paved area to the left-hand side as you come in there. All the way down the back straight now. Yeah after that very scary-looking incident in the uh, NASCARs when a car dug in and went end-over-end. Which one?
4: (laughs) Well... It's happened fairly regularly that over the years.
3: And so all of our safety features being deployed. The AMR safety team back with us again this year. And we'll get you... Well, good news, I can see that our diversity scholarship driver has walked to... The Cayenne GTS intervention vehicle. And uh, he's not happy with himself. He was bending down and gathering his thoughts, I think. So I have to say, I didn't see what happened uh, to prompt that. But the front end of that car uh, has uh, been... Uh, seriously remodelled uh, the chequered flag has come out in the meantime jeremy so with that number 16 skip barber aston martin vantage uh, the other car that had problems was the road Shaga racing audi didn't get out the pit lane and the 15 rockwell autosport car went behind the wall the 99 vgrt uh, dropped some oil some of it which is in the sun energy one pit now as well but let's do a quick rundown before we sign off it is Carbon Motorsports BMW at the top of the timings held on to that almost 7 tenths of a second advantage over the number 69 Motorsport in action McLaren Artura GT4 Hattori Motorsports are in third position with their Toyota GR Supra GT4 number 50 and then it's Kelly Moss with Riley with their 718 a uh, GT4 RS, the number 91, uh, there at eight tenths from the fastest time, just on a second back from the fastest. It is the JMF Motorsports Mercedes AMG GT4, number 34, and finishing up the top six, the Smooge Racing Toyota GR Supra, the number 68 in TCR. Uh, here's how it stands with uh, the Victor Gonzalez racing car that uh, did have that oil. Issue, i.e., it wasn't staying in the engine block. The Hyundai Elantra number 99 on top, with about a two tenths of a second advantage of the Montreal Montreal Motorsports Honda Civics, two of them, 93 from six. Uh, those two, well, I mean, a blink of an eye between the two teammates there, and then another couple of Hyundai Elantras uh, around about uh, a further tenth back for Brian Hurd of Motorsport, the 33, 33, and the number 80. Um, from Victor Gonzalez Racing, top six made up there by the Audi RS3 of Eduardo. Are we saying Goo for that or Gao? Goo? Goo Racing? i got to ask. I, I, I think it's probably Goo, but um, I could be wrong. It's the 55 car. Anyway, that's how it stands then for the uh, first live coverage from Daytona of 20. Twenty-four. It's a very, very busy day indeed. We have some qualifying to come and, of course, we have the first uh, Whelan Mazda MX-5 race to come in sound and vision. Don't go too far away, whether you're here at the circuit or further afield. For the moment, uh, from IMSA Radio, it's goodbye from Daytona.
0: This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check IMSAradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.